Disclaimer. In this story, we will be discussing the sexual assault and murder of a two-year-old baby girl. This chapter may be triggering for some listeners. This will be the only warning. Please do not listen if you are sensitive to this topic. Well, hello. Hey, what's up, guys? (laughs) Welcome back. It's been a minute. Or two. Or a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a fun few weeks. And we're still, we're still kind of grappling with being off and away from work and trying to catch everything up. But uh, we're back at it recording. Back in action. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so about midway through our evacuation, uh, we were, we were contacted and it totally floored me, Mm. but we were contacted um, through Facebook by one of our listeners who came across the Kalia Guyton case, chapter 26. And the message basically said that, you know what? You I'm, guys did good. You guys did a good but job. But there's some things that aren't correct or correct in the media mm-hmm. um, that I would love to share kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of ended it with, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm that girl. I'm and that we're like, girl. Let what, me know. What girl? We're like, what case is it? Yeah. And I, was, I thought it was Kalia's case, mm-hmm. but we just weren't sure at first. And when I read it again, I was like, wait a second, that's Cody's case. That's Cody Lidabokov. Yeah, and I was Cody. like, I thought it was the woman who dropped the one victim off. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back and looked, chapter 26, that's Kalia. That's yeah. Kalia. Yeah, like, and when I ended up telling Heather that it was Kalia after you thought that it was Cody, um, she was like, you were right. And I was like, man, I had a vibe. And let me tell you, there's absolutely no way that I can describe the feeling I had. It was like excitement, but it was also terror when I realized that this woman had listened to our coverage and reached out to us and just alluding to maybe we got some stuff wrong. I was mortified that maybe we had offended her or... (laughs) And, like, you really were, but, like, coming from journalism and working for papers and stuff and, you know, the media that people hate, I get it, I know, I'm so freaking used to it that I was like, okay, let's hear what she has to say. And some people are going to be angry when it comes to that stuff, but at the end of the day, this is a podcast for opinion and we are going to report what we can. And if anybody ever wants to respectfully step forward and correct some things, we would love it. We love it. We are, we were so happy to talk to Mm -hmm. this woman on the phone. Mm -hmm. So happy. And let me just say, I was, I was very happy to hear from her that, um, you know, she thought that we did a good job and she was, we are the only podcast that she reached out to because our coverage was the least biased and, quote unquote, we didn't piss her off as badly <laughs> as the other ones have. So anyways, we had a quite lengthy conversation over Facebook Messenger. And then we had made a plan to have a phone call, uh, like a phone interview with her a couple of days later, just to kind of go over some of the in um, the the wrongly reported information and maybe some of the clarify the timeline stuff Stuff like that yeah and just like honestly get like a proper wide full circle view of what really happened yeah timeline wise all of it somebody that was actually there 
So to recap, um, if you haven't listened to chapter 26, it is imperative that you go and do that now before you listen to this one. Um, but Kalia Guyton was a two-year-old little girl um, who was staying with her parents and grandparents in a hotel in Enid, Oklahoma. Um, we'll get into that living arrangement because we were able to get some clarification on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically a complete monster who was also staying and working at that hotel abducted. Just, just yes. staying at that hotel. Yes. Took an opportunist yeah. and thing and basically raped and murdered this poor little girl. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think that's enough information because people really should go back and listen to the Volume 1, Chapter 26 for that full experience and yeah. like what exactly went on so before we play this call for you there's a couple of things that i need to clear up um in the episode i called the perpetrator jaguer and the reason for that is i have a niece who is married to a jaguer spelt the same way all that stuff so that's how i thought it was pronounced this guy's name is pronounced geiger so mm-hmm. that is the correct pronunciation and also during the phone call you hear um, squeaky tweets and a kind of noise in the background. I suspect she was sitting outside and I've done a lot of research and watched a lot of videos, um, about Enid and around Enid. And believe it or not, those same birds are in every single video that I've seen. And <laughs> I would loud. also like to say that this is just a woman living her daily life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure like, you know, she had stuff to do before and she had stuff to do after the call mm-hmm. and the call was pretty long. So honestly, the noises are to be expected. Yep. We will try to tweak it as much as we can. Yep. So without further ado, let's get into this phone call that, uh, that I think is just a terrific opportunity to clear up some of the mud in this Dirty water, yeah. Yeah. And I would also like to say, um, after the phone call, we're going to discuss some of that new information a little bit more. Yeah, to point it out to you. So let's get into it. Here we go. Hello. Hi, Summer. Hi. Hi, this is Char. How are you? I'm fine. And you today? Uh, we're doing pretty good. So we put together just a few questions because I know you, you kind of told us quite a bit over Messenger there, but um, we thought we'd just kind of ask you a few questions and then maybe from there we'll bring out um, your story, if that's okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So h- how long have you known Cody and Chelsea? Like what is the history there? Um, well, I met Cody through a mutual friend. We all worked at the same, um, factory and, uh, Cody worked on nights and I worked on days, but, uh, I met him through just a mutual friend there. Oh, okay. So you're just, you're friends with Cody and you know Chelsea. I met Cody and I, I was friends with him like a couple months before, um, Chelsea started coming around. Oh, okay. And she would she would really come up just like mm, every couple weekends and stay the weekend. Okay. And I met her. So I really before all this happened, I'd only been around Chelsea maybe like two times. Had you ever met Kalia? I've never I never met Kalia. Oh no. Um, but from what you could tell, she was a you know sweet little girl, and her mom was all about Kalia. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And so was Cody. I mean, I'd heard about Kalia from Cody. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and saw pictures all the time. So. Right. Was there like a reason that they were living apart? I know that you'd said that Cody was living in Enid. Is that how you say it? Yes. Yeah. And Chelsea was in um, Texas. I think that they had, um, from my understanding, she had the baby um, while she was incarcerated. Oh. And, um, and then, so when they got out, like, I don't think they were together, right. like, at first. Right. And so I think that's just when they kind of reunited and got back together okay but but Kalia is Cody's biological daughter Absolutely. one of the questions that I had just from the information you you gave us and we'll get into a little bit um here soon but do you know how tall Kalia was because I'm thinking in my head if if it was possible if she could have reached a hotel door do you know what I mean but do you do you have an idea of what size she was um, was she like a typical two-year-old or was she closer to three or she was about to turn three okay Hmm. Her her birthday was um, the beginning, I believe it's either the, v- oh no, it's June 9th, I believe. Oh wow, she was, re- okay. So, so she was just about to turn three. She seemed, um, I, I mean, and the only time I laid eyes on her was um, ever was in the pool and she seemed quite tall though, mm-hmm. I mean. And she knew, like she had words and stuff, like she was starting to talk and so she was oh, yeah. like a normal two and a half year old it sounds like. Yeah, um, yeah, she she could talk quite a bit. I mean, Chelsea sent me um quite a few videos, you know, since then of of Kalia, and she she was actually very very smart. She talked quite a bit. Oh, okay. And I I mean, please understand, this is I I can't imagine how hard this whole thing is for you, but for us, this is kind of it's kind of putting a personal spin on just a story that we read. You know what I mean? Yeah. So talking to you is yeah. kind of. It's almost intimidating just because I don't know how to relate or to be compassionate to to what you must be going through. So just uh, be patient with me. <laughs> if I if I okay. seem a little bit too forward or something, you can just tell me um, no, to back off or whatever. It's definitely not my intention to step on your toes or to offend you or anything like that as we go forward here. Right. Um, Thank you. I, I will. I'll let you know. But I mean, I'm. I'm, there's only one story I can tell, and that's just what happened, the truth, you know? Yeah, so, no, I mean, for sure. Gonna, and, I mean, to be to be fair, you showed up after you, like you said, you saw the aftermath. You don't really know yeah. for sure what happened before. So um, did, did the police, did they take you into the station or whatever for an interview, or were you just questioned at the hotel there? Like, I know you had said you guys were separated or whatever, but... Did they actually make you go yeah. down and do a formal yeah, interview? They took me with them, yeah, to the police station. Just like one time, or was it multiple? Um, one time, but they had my phone for, I mean, a week, and oh, okay. um, I only I had to talk to them one time, and then I have actually talked to uh, Michael. I don't know, you guys pronounce his name a little different than I have, but I'm just going off me. I don't know. I haven't talked to anyone else, but like Michael Geiger's lawyers mm-hmm. or. Um, and uh, I've talked to them, and I've talked to the DA. Oh, okay. And the DA didn't say that you um, couldn't talk to anybody. They didn't give you any right. kind of gag order or anything like that. It, no, they just told me to. Because it just, I mean, sometimes when things come out, like, it, it was all out, and then this new news came back where 
uh, new, new, you know, uh, facts about the case are she got threw off from the second story live. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, at that point I went and I talked to the DA again and I was like, I can't even handle that news. Like I can't fuck with that, you know, because yeah. I don't understand that, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, she was like, just quit, quit looking at the news. And actually I have quit, but I came across your podcast the other day and listened to it. I never realized till I actually was there. Like, you know, because I'll read stories and I'm like, oh my, you know, that's really what happened. And then, but this one, like I was there and I know what the fuck happened. And it's crazy because people have just, I mean, it's like they're just grabbing things out of the air and saying, yeah. and then other people run with it. And I'm, and but, I mean, I've had people, you know, contact me, call me names or, or whatever. And I'm like, did you even read the affidavit? Like, have you read it? Have you read the affidavit, which is still not co- correctly correct? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's at least it's close. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, no. And I'm like, so you're just really going off what any of these other stupid people in this town are saying. You're just one of like, right. come on now. And that's that's it's a crazy. lot of what we have access to, right? Like even the, the affidavit, we were able to get pictures from Twitter. Like we couldn't download the PDF or anything. So I don't know if there were pages missing from what we were able to read or anything like that. So, and honestly, the way we read it, the part that you played in it was like so insignificant. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even like an angle to cover on the podcast other than this was, this was the story they gave. There was this woman they went to pick up and it just didn't seem like there was no mention of you being there for the aftermath or anything like that. It, it actually left us wondering if if there was actually a woman that they went to pick right. up. A lot you know, of people have said that like, oh, it, maybe that's just a scapegoat, or you know what I mean? That maybe they were just using that. But yeah, there, there, there was me. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's so crazy because I really wasn't the woman that was going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and we can get into that or whatever, but like, yeah. I just ended up still being there. And it, I mean, it was just a weird set of circumstances that got me there anyway, because I'm not a prostitute. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I clean houses for a living. If I, I mean, that's a way, that seems like way easier. Right. <laughs> right. No shit. I don't right? do it. I, I, I work hard. So it's like, I, I'm not a prostitute, but. And I people mean, are just going to assume that, that, right? So, um, was it. Did Cody call you then to find somebody? Yes. Yeah. Do you know what yes. time he called you? Like what time of the evening? He called me probably around, I think it was about 10 o'clock. Okay. And then most reports said that you guys hung out for about an hour at your place or whatever before well, you had time. He didn't get to my house till, he didn't get to my house. And I know for a fact that I mean the exact time was 1154. Okay. Oh, so it took him a good hour to get there. Yeah, because I called around to people to see if there was a girl that would go, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just, um, you know, because I know he. I'm the only person they knew in town, really, in the in the um, friend we met, you know, right. each other through. And because um, Cody hadn't been here very long either, so, um, and it, he he was just really. I mean, the guy knew how to offer money, and you know what I mean. They knew that he was in a rough spot because of course they're living in a motel yeah i i know that i know that the reason um like they were even there was they they did have a a, an apartment in one of the apartment complexes around town but they don't take they don't let felons live there and um i believe uh you know they found out cody 
had a felony, and so they had put everyone out. Okay, I did. I did read a little bit about Cody's um, prior history, I guess. But what about Chelsea? Do you know what her charges were? I think she had some um, old drug charges for marijuana, maybe. I mean, I know they weren't really, um, you know, bad, but mm-hmm. she did end up. I think. I think she was in prison, like actual prison, you know, not just jail. I think. Oh wow. I think she did have to do some time, and that's when she had Kalia. Oh, okay. So and I know that makes them sound just not real good, but I love Chelsea. Like she's such a good girl. Like it's just crazy how it's all it all is, you know. We know that Michael Geiger's daughter worked at the hotel, and that part right. was in the affidavit. And I must have mixed, missed that because after our conversation, I went back and I read it, and it is in there. But what's not in there? Like this was the same day that he moved into the yeah. hotel. And she said yeah, she left he, him he there at six. I mean, he wasn't even in town twelve hours. It just floors me. Like he wasn't even in town twelve hours before he did this. That is unbelievable. Isn't it crazy? So okay, I'm sorry. Backing up, when when you got to the hotel, can you kind of just go through what happened? Um, okay. So when you guys arrived at the hotel, the plan was just to go to Michael's room. Right, yeah, and just hang out and, you know, whatever. They, they, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm a single girl. Uh, I've been in trouble. I've, you know, been with people that have been in prison. Like, I'm not, that, that doesn't just scare me, you know? Right. I don't know. My siblings have been to prison. I mean, it just didn't scare me. Uh, but anyway, um, we had pulled up to the, the very back of the motel, and that's where, their room was, and uh, I think his room was, I want to say, almost directly above theirs on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Well, he had a couple rooms because he was employed there, so I guess they get, a, I don't I don't know exactly why he got a couple, but he had two rooms. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I think their there. room was 149, and then his was 249, and then 247, so that, yeah. Oh, so it would be directly above there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we get out, and that's right at the time that I really uh, saw his real charges, you know, what he had been acquitted for and right. and stuff, which was like, great, because the girl that was going to go, her sister and I are very good friends, and her sister called, and she said, um, well, she's not doing it. And I was like, why? And she said, have you seen his charges? And so I started looking them up. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I asked Cody. She's like, Cody, do you know do you know his charges? And he said, Well, he's got a kidnapping or whatever he said, but that it was a drug deal gone wrong. Oh, wow. I was like, Oh, okay, but I was like, but there's this rape that he's acquitted for whatever, but and then that time we were just getting out of the car. Okay. So I mean we were just like walking up there kinda of talking about it and we quit talking about it when we got closer to the building because you know, just the no one would hear us or whatever. Right. But, or, or the conversation was over, you know, it was just mm-hmm. something I mentioned. Like, he got acquitted, and they were like, mm, you know, kind of looked at me like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah. So we opened the back door, and this hotel doesn't have um, elevators. So we went up the, the back stairs, and halfway up the back stairs, Cody looked, looked back at me, and he said, do you want to just go on straight up to the room, or do you want to um, go down to our room first? And I was like, well, the baby's asleep downstairs. And he goes, yeah. 
And I was like, well, let's just go on upstairs. And I mean, there was no hesitation or nothing, you know, because I'd, I'd be thinking all the time I'd be going over how it all went down. I mean, it consumes my thoughts most times days. Bet, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's just, and I, I just, I can't, I, I mean, I just, the, their actions and everything just, because I mean, the whole, you know, it just makes you question everything. Oh, like, I, I can't imagine, but, like, even me not being there or seeing how they were acting. There's so many questions. Right. And if you were there and you're trying to figure out how could this have happened, I mean, right. how could you not question everything and go back through yeah. your mind? And like, it's it's crazy to me to think that it's this... just the worst thing possible in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, the scariest, worst thing for a child and for the parent. Like, I can't. I just yeah. It's hard to sometimes believe that I, you know, yeah. or, or even fathom how how big it is and how horrible. You know, I just I don't know. But yeah, anyway, so, so we're, we're going up and he said, you know, do you want to go, go down, you know, in our room first, or do you want to go upstairs? And well, you know, we had, I, I did have some marijuana, you know, we were going to smoke and I don't smoke just on top of kids or anything. I was like, well, let's just go on upstairs. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right. So we walked, finished up the stairs and we knocked on the indoor, I guess it'd be 249 or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, knocked on it and the door just kind of swung open. And he's like, hey, Mike, Mike. And I said, you know, and, and excuse my language here, but I was like, you know, if he wanted to pay for pussy so bad, he could have just went down to the, the, he's probably down at the strip club because there's a strip club, like, just a couple blocks down the road. Okay, yeah. That and makes sense. Cody said, no, I knew he was coming back. And I said, okay, well, um, maybe he's at the pool swimming. And I and I said, I'm going to go look. And Cody was like, you can't see the pool from here. And I was like, yeah, you can. The balcony overlooks it at the end. And he was like, oh, okay. Well, I took off walking down there. And they stayed, I guess, to make, you know, see if he was coming up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I, that's when I saw something in the pool. And I just didn't know. I mean, my eyes are really bad. And at the time, I didn't have my glasses on, you know, and. I was kind of just like, what is that? You know, I couldn't, I couldn't make it out and, and it didn't help with the shorts around the neck. You know, that was, that was really traumatizing. uh, It's been so long. I mean, and I don't know why my brain would not comprehend, you know what I mean? What Uh I was looking at and I, and I thought I, I thought I saw arms, but I couldn't, I, I mean, I was just like, even so much to the point that I yelled down there, I was like, Hey, Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, Mm. And there's nothing, no, no move. I mean, nothing. And it just made more sense to me that someone might have threw a, to- a, a doll in there, mm-hmm. or you know, something like that. Like it just didn't. I couldn't believe it, you know. And and, and I don't. So I, well, I finished walking the the length of the band, the the floor where I got to, down to the end where the other set of stairs is, and that, where I could kind of look back, you know, from a different angle. And that's when I really, really just knew I was looking at a, a, a kid. Um, and I don't think the first thought anybody would have is that you're looking at a dead child you know what I mean your brain would naturally try to find any other explanation right yeah it made it made much more sense to me like my brain was trying to tell me that hey that's a doll or a blow-up toy really but I thought it was it seemed didn't seem baby I mean you know like like when you asked me how tall you were like it wasn't a tiny kid you know so that's why I was like you know what the what you know it just mm-hmm. seemed more real to me that yeah someone threw like a 
Yeah. You know, just as a joke or whatever in the pool. And I was like, what? Yeah. And then that's when I just realized that's a, that's a baby, you know? I mean, that's, and I knew immediately, and I don't know how. I mean, I had seen pictures, but like, you couldn't see her head or anything, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I just knew immediately it was their baby. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew, I, but in my mind, what I thought happened, because they were on the bottom floor, is she had got out. Yes. And walked up to the pool and I fell thought, in the pool. And that's exactly why I was asking about her height and maybe the door that maybe yeah. Michael found her wandering yeah, looking but, for her mommy. Know, Chelsea has told, told me that she cannot open the doors. Yeah. So, 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 it, what, so then after you saw her, did you turn around and go back to find Cody again? Or where was Chelsea? where Cody and Chelsea were. Okay. And I was like, um, hey, I was like, come here. You know, I got about halfway down where I could see them. Um, and I'm like, hey, I was like, come here, come here. And they're like, what? And I was like, I think there's a kid in the pool. And they're like, Summer, you know, don't, what do you, what do you, what? You know, and I was like, and Cody and me, you know, he just, he, I said, I think there's a baby in the pool. And Cody took off, I mean, fat, running fast. And Chelsea was kind of a little slower, but we, we caught up down at the end and Cody was already like off the, I don't even think his feet touched the stairs. I mean, he was already off that balcony and down and getting clear out of the pool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So there were stairs from the upstairs balcony going down into the pool area? Right. Right. Um, so, I mean, the report that I read that he had thrown her off the second balcony, not true? Right. Probably not true? I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know how they know that. That's what fucks me up. Like, how do yeah, they know that? Because sure. I know, I mean, yeah, it, it might show that she was, you know, had water before, you know, she died. Like, I know that's how you can tell, you yeah, know, drowned. that she drowned. Someone yeah. drowned. But how do they know that she was threw off the balcony? Mm-hmm. Like, because she was beat. Uh, you know what I'm saying? She had brutes. Uh, all kind. I don't. I don't know what all he's done to her. They they offered to let me read the and I don't. I just don't want to. I don't no. think. I mean, I just can't. I don't. And, I, and but Chelsea has read it, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how they can tell that because there's no cameras just in that motel. Which blows my mind. This day and age, like, right? How can there be no cameras? Right. right. But like, how do you know that? Or if, if you're telling me that there's an eyewitness to that. How in the world could someone just go back in their room and not and not say something? Um, Right. The one thing that I thought was at this point, um, it's quite possible that Michael has talked to his lawyer, or you know, some way trying to get out of the death penalty or something. That's the only thing that I thought maybe. Well, they wouldn't have to change his plea just yet, right? They would have to wait till the next appearance. So, and I mean, that's not something that the public would ever know about. Having said that, where I read that is just a plain news source, right? So they probably just heard it from somebody that heard it from somebody and thought they were going to go ahead and publish it. I think I read it in a court typed up paper. Okay. I think there's something on that. Um, But when I read it, they had that little paragraph like parenthesized oh really and so i don't know and that's when i went i I went and talked to hope um bryant who's the da is and i that's when i was telling asking her like please tell me that that i said can can um news news can they report false news you know that's what i was wondering can they say things that aren't 
100% true, you know, as a story and say it's court documents because this is what I heard. Mm-hmm. And she was like, just quit, look at, just don't watch no more news. Just, yeah. you know, just, you know, keep your mind, like, don't. And, and I kind of have stopped, but, um, yeah, anyway, after that, because I can't. No, you got to protect your own mental down. health. You got to protect your own mental health. And I mean, just the facts of what you're telling me would be enough to, for anybody to suffer, right? So I have, I have listened to uh, things just about that, you know, and I, I get enraged. I get so mad because yeah. they don't care to say, hey, you know, some of this is fake. It's not, you know, like they just are out with like, oh, the parents this. And I love them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love them. And I'm, a, I, and, and I'm not, a, I mean, I don't know. I just. It just frustrates me, and yeah. to hear all the you know the things being said, like speculation and that didn't just kiss me off. Yeah, and I mean, some most people I'm going to say, as long as they've got their keyboard and their computer screen, they can get really cruel with their speculation and their theorizing. Right. The only thing that I was ever questioning was how did because when Grandma got home, she said that the hotel door wasn't shut, but when she came well, in. And she spoke to Grandpa to wake him up. The dogs started barking. So I just wonder, right. like, when Michael went in, because I'll totally buy that he could have got a master key and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. But why didn't the dogs bark? Do you know what I mean? That That oh, is very suspicious. My, my, my thing is, is I kind of feel like he's smart enough to have, um, you know, treats for the baby mm-hmm. or, or, you know, whatever he did or you know, juice bottle, however that was. Um, and I mean, Whitney, I mean, I feel like he'd been kind of watching them all day Yeah. in a way since he met him at the pool. Like he, he, he immediately, I think once he, and I can't say for sure, I, I can't ever put myself in his head and I don't want to, but like, I would think that if he was watching them all day, like he would know they had dogs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he got a treat for them too. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. It's not going to take long to get her. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, do. I really don't know how he got Kalia. I, yeah. I don't know. And I've thought about it a hundred million times. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that they dropped, they did see they were charging him with burglary too. Mm-hmm. And they, they dropped that. Oh, okay. And uh, Chelsea was extremely mad. And, and they're like, well, you're losing the sight of what's important. What's important is he's going to get the death, you know. Yeah. She's like, no, I want to know how he got my baby. Yeah. Like, he, 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 there has to be some kind of proof of, of something. Uh, like, maybe maybe he moved her blanket and his, his hands on. You know what I mean? She, yeah. she wants to know how he got her. And I understand that. You know? Totally. 100%. I'm the only. That's a question. I, I really don't know. The only other, the only other scenario that, to me as a mother, would seem plausible that I could understand, would be when they got back from swimming and everybody was kind of tired. Maybe Kalia wouldn't go to sleep, so knowing that Michael had the two rooms, is it? You know, I mean, it's it's, it makes a little bit of sense that maybe they took her with them, knowing that there was that second bed in there, and if she was fast well, asleep and sleeping well, and they just thought they were going to pick you up quickly, then. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with I that. I thought if that ever came out, you know, I would be like, hey, you guys made a really shitty decision. Yeah. You know, yeah. which I'm sure if, that, if that's the case. But I also know the person who opened the door for them up at um, Michael's room. Like, he had some other company there. Like, there's other things that, um, like, he had the workers, um, 
get him a stripper over there. Okay. He had a he had a stripper, and I guess he's been to prison here, and like there's some people in town he knew mm-hmm. from what I understand, and that had went out there. And the same the the guy who opened the door um, for Cody and Chelsea to come in that night mm-hmm. um, is someone I I have met after that or whatever. And he said they absolutely did not have their baby with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay, that's good to know. And I mean, he's, he's, he's went down, he's been interrogated by the police too. And, and just from rumor here, and, and like, I don't even want to say it really because I don't want, you know, but I heard that, um, like they had found where like, because the, the windows open at that motel. Oh. And like, I heard that, um, there was like disturbance under a window maybe. Okay. Or, I mean, I really don't know. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now, like I said, we know that Michael's daughter worked there. She didn't know him. He contacted her out of the blue and said, I need a place to live. She hooked him up with a job that day. But yes. he has grandkids and stuff, and he was able to meet his daughter, meet his grandkids, everything that day. She got him set up right. with two hotel rooms, and right. um, she went and got him food came back and ended up leaving the hotel around six o'clock. And from my understanding by nine, 10 o'clock, the Chelsea and Cody were already kind of partying in his room. So, I mean, this guy was slick. He moved quick to right. kind well, of groom the family. Had, he had the other workers up there um, partying before that. Oh, okay. Like he, he had already been partying with um, the other workers, like the one, I know that the maintenance men, um, I think is the one who got the strip. There was a stripper there for him. Um, I guess he, you know, I told him, Oh, I just got out or however, you know, mm-hmm. so this would explain so they had a girl there. And that's why the guy that I know it's crazy. His name, this guy that, I, um, opened the door for Cody and Chelsea, that's why he was there. And he told me when he got there, he realized he knew that guy from prison he got there because the that he had the Michael had made the stripper so uncomfortable that she called him to come get her. Wow! And so huh. that's why he was there to begin with. Um, yeah. And so, and being that it was like the same day, that would explain. I know there was a lot of speculation online about how um, the parole system must be failing if he was able to be, you know, using drugs and drinking alcohol and all this stuff a month after he got out of doing hard time. But if it was one day, the same day, I mean, I'll never understand that how you can, how you can do that to a child, let alone the same day you're finally kind of freed, you know what I mean? Like getting away from whatever house he wasn't allowed to do anything at. So he needed to, needed to move. Um, the, the other scenario that I thought, um, made some sense because the hotel door wasn't closed, according to grandma, um, was that Kalia, you know, opened the door and because they were only there kind of every once in a while to visit dad, um, she wasn't familiar with the place. Maybe she tried to get out of the room to go look for her mom and perhaps Michael, you know, found her wandering in the hallway and just took advantage of the situation, but... Right. Um, but like I said, if I was, I was kind of, I was hoping that, well, for other reasons, but I was hoping that you had met Kalia and maybe we knew she might have been yeah. able to open that door and, you know, cause that, that also makes sense. Cause why wouldn't Michael shut the door on his way out? You know what I mean? It's yeah. all so, well, so. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The way I, I understand it, the, the 
what um, their their testimony the or their I account whatever the the maintenance workers who were partying with him earlier that day was said they saw him sprinting with something that looked like a baby doll like so away from his room or to his room I don't know uh-huh. either which way if she didn't die before she had went in the pool they could have saved her yep yep um so and how is I mean stupid question but how is Chelsea doing now um well she's just like it just is hard like the year anniversary just came up yeah you know and she texted me asking if I'd please go to the last park they went to and set off some balloons you know put off some balloons or yeah um you know and just um she's horribly sad horribly sad and she's not I mean, they're doing, I, I think hopefully that they're going to use it as like to get their shit together. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and not because it can either go two ways. You can either, you know, be horribly sad and you know what I mean? Which yeah. all of us would be mm-hmm. and, and let it, you know, take you into a dark, deep depression where you never recover, you know, yeah. and, or you can try to make things different in the world. And you know what I mean? You yeah. to do some I, good, you know, a change or, or However, but I totally um, get I it. They, you know, they were both in some uh, legal trouble, troubles um, during this time. Like, I mean, I know they both had uh, some warrants, or she, she was um, hadn't seen her probation officer or something. You know what I mean? But they're all okay. done with that now. They've all they've went through and took care of everything like that. And as far as I know, they're um, you know getting along, and because I mean, it can either tear them apart too, and yeah. You know, there's lots of things that we don't realize, like um, Chelsea would tell me, you know, Cody would try to want to, you know, be intimate with her or whatever, and she can't even handle the thought of it, you know, yeah, because of what happened, you know, and it's just, it's, it's sad, like. Do you see or talk to them much anymore? Um, I do, I I do, I, um, I don't see them as much as I would because they're not here now. I mean, they, they did stay with me a long time afterwards, but they didn't want to leave town. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everyone was talking about, oh, I bet they'll leave it, you know, or whatever. But they, they cooperated 100% with the police, you know, everything mm-hmm. they needed, they gave them. And, um, but I see them maybe, I talked to Chelsea um, a couple times a week. Oh, good. Um, yeah. I, I saw. Bond, we have a bond that, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I saw. I saw Cody as, a, I mean, he came out of that motel as a totally different person that night. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's horrible. It's sad. I mean, and I feel like uh, the public is cruel. They really are, and they're, they're so judgmental. Sad. But I feel like if there was something that you know, a poor decision or whatever, that I mean, you've admitted you don't know either. But if there was something, just relaying a message to Chelsea that sometimes when you're transparent like that, even if you've done something, you know, that you regret or made a poor choice some of the public might ease up a little bit or I don't know, they might not even be allowed to talk to anybody, but silence is the thing that like fuels the speculation. You know what I mean? It just makes them look, it makes them look uh, suspicious. I mean, whatever they did, it didn't matter. It it didn't matter. Yeah. The, whole, the whole town saw it as they wanted to see it from a couple of people getting on there, like, you know, and just saying what they, what they saw, you know what I mean? In the whole town, it wouldn't matter. If if they did everything perfect, they still. I mean, it seems like they still were getting, uh, you know, mm-hmm. people talking shit. Like 
you know, they went, they had a vigil for them, uh, for the baby and uh, the, the town. There was, I don't know how many people there were. They said she smiled. And I thought, well, it's pretty sad when you can't um, smile at people that, um, mm. I mean, even though, and, and just imagine they're in shock. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they can't even, it hasn't even hit them what's happened, yeah. you know? And yet there's these people out here showing their support and love for their, your daughter. They didn't even know. And you can't even smile at someone without them thinking that you have sold your baby. Like yeah. this, it's just crazy. Um, that GoFundMe was for Kalia for her burial. Right. right? Is that what it was used for? Um, well, I'm sorry, what, what was that last thing you said to me? Is, do you know if that was what that money was used for? Oh, yeah, it was absolutely for um, her service, her, you know what I mean? Is but, but when it got started, Chelsea and Cody had no clue, or the girl that started it, that the state paid for. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That is not, they didn't know that the state would pay for a funeral. Right. And And they just paid for, like, the funeral or the, you know, mm-hmm. the funeral part, um, as for like the headstone or an urn or, yeah. you know what I mean? I like do. they don't pay for that. And I mean, it's the same here. It's completely separate. You have to pay for your burial or cremation and right. a coffin or whatever separately than you would, um, headstone and all that stuff too. So, right. I mean, it is, it sounds to me like the same thing as it is here there. Right. So, and I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. And I, I mean, as as nice as it would be to have $10,000 given to me by people, I would rather not have the $10,000. I would just rather have my daughter. And if that if there was extra money and it helped them do better, so be it. But for this person to use her platform to discourage people from donating, I thought I thought was pretty low ball, considering she's also Canadian. And it just kind of made me sick, you know. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, there was, I mean, there was, I mean, the people wanting to um, not even let them get food in the restaurants around here or rent them another motel room. I mean, they put pictures of their car on the on Facebook and um, wow. just, and it, it, it wouldn't, I mean, just treated them all around like they had delivered their baby, you know, to yeah. this man or whatever. And it was absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So I believe Cody and Chelsea and I, and cause I mean, after it happened, they came over and I just kind of asked them everything I felt like I needed to, you know what I mean? Cause I yeah. was there and I was a part of it and whether they realized or not how traumatized I am for the rest of my life because of it mm-hmm. or like how much I love them, you know, but it's, it, but I asked them, you know, yeah, and I straight up looked them in my eyes. They they didn't know I was going to ask questions. And I'm like, so is this, did you do the, you know, yeah. were you, and I asked them, were you doing that with him? You know, and, um, I've, uh, they both said, no, they said there was mess there already. There was a pile of it on the table. And I think that's what the cops found. But yeah, that's what the cops said. Yeah. It was like the worker, you know, the other, the, and his, um, his work crew, you know, mm-hmm. So was there ever any money exchanged, like even to find a prostitute for him? Did he ever no. give the parents any money? No. Never. And so in those shorts, I don't know if you know this or not, but I've heard two conflicting stories. I heard that the hotel keys were in the shorts, and I've also heard that hotel keys and a stack of cash were in the shorts. Do you, did right. you hear anything about um, that? I heard it was, I thought it was like... um uh, the motel keys and like 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Okay. 
because I that's one thing that I thought like if he if he just got out of prison how would this guy have five grand well you'd be surprised I mean they they kind of do but I mean some some people are here because they go to like work um uh work I can't think of their what are those places called Matt oh he don't know okay uh like work I don't know but you can work even when you're in prison um and you can uh work and save money and Okay. I mean, they take like half your checks, but then, I mean, what do you really have to spend money on in prison? You know, right. so right. like people save me and, and there are some people that come out of prison with, with money, but mm-hmm. uh, that's what I, I mean, that's how I felt too. Like where, cause when they, when they got to my house, I did ask them, I'm like, look, somebody's crazy if they're willing to pay, you know, money like that for, to get laid. Like yeah. that's crazy to me. I said, is he a weirdo? And they're like, no, he's not weird. And I was like, is he ugly? And, and, like, no, he's not real ugly, you know? And I was mm. like, well, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Because that's weird. It is weird when you can probably go get a prostitute for a couple hours for a couple yeah. hundred bucks or whatever it is. I don't know. But yeah. um, I just, what I'm kind of, what I don't understand is they just met this guy. And I know that they had a good feeling about him, whatever, but he was a decent dude to them. But what was in it for them? Like, why did they go out of their way to go and pick somebody up or find him a prostitute? Do you know what I mean? Like, what? Because they he offered them five thousand. Oh, okay. And uh, that was a, and they came to me with a thousand. So, oh, I mean, they thought they were going to make a good chunk. Okay. Of I see. Of money, you know. That makes sense. Yeah. They knew what they needed. It makes me sick. I, I mean, I've never really realized. I know people are called predators or whatever, but he. He he played on every part of them. You know what I mean? It was it's disgusting. I don't yeah. I don't And that's what they do. They they are professional at finding weaknesses and people that are struggling and and exploiting those struggles. Like they, right. they he he must have known that they needed money or that they you know what I mean? This is a question that I had and she's reminding me here. Do you think that it's possible that Michael purposely sent them away in order to Absolutely, absolutely. I said that one hundred percent. So you think that that was a plan? Things I can say, but I mean, I don't know if you guys want to hear them or if it's speculation. But uh, things that I know personally, because I've talked to you know Chelsea and Cody, like there's no way in the time, and and I get so fired up about it because it makes me so angry and makes me just so. uh, But like person, like he, okay. They told me a little bit about what they did in the room. You know what I mean? Yep. And they, they talked to him. He had offered Chelsea Manning. They're like, no, you know, and he, he was very persistent about it. Like, and, um, Cody, Cody to this day will be like, well, I feel like he did it just because we wouldn't let him sleep with Chelsea. You know what I mean? Like, oh. like a cocky, like he was cocky and like, oh. so I, I can't know. have the mom. So I'm going to take the daughter type thing. What a sick I fuck. Guess, yeah. Something like that, like how dare they tell me no, or yeah, you know what I mean, like. And that's um, kind of what Cody thinks. That's kind of what he's thinking. Yeah. Well. Yeah. To be a dad, and and I was like, well, was he needy? Because I wanted to know after that. I wanted to know how he talked or how he said anything. You know how he how he said things. I could just even make sense of any of it. You know because it makes no sense to me. Like I can't find any. Usually when things happen, you kind of like know why someone did it or mm-hmm. there's something that points to why someone would do it, but there's nothing. Yeah. Nothing is so, it's so fucked up. Like, I think it would be really hard to make sense of that, but at the same time being a year down the road, I think putting together, and 
I don't think speculation is a terrible thing as long as you're doing it respectfully and if, as long as you're doing it responsibly and not using, you know, YouTube to spread your bullshit as fact. But that's how you can kind of weed out the outlandish shit that people are saying and, and try to zone in on what could actually possibly have happened. Right. And I'm, I'm personally, I, I hope that he makes a plea deal so he's not put to death and then he has to give a full confession because, I mean, let's find out. Do you know? Like, were they just, were, was it all his drugs that they were using? His weed? Um, I don't think they, I, I, oh, no, I don't know about any weed. I mean, I think, I mean, I had some okay. myself, you know what I mean? Oh, but, okay. like, I don't know about weed or anything. I know that, um, he, there was, all I know is that there was a pile of meth on the table. Oh, wow. But Cody and Justin said they did not do anything with him. And I mean, I would, I, I would, I would think if the police were doing their job, they would have drug tested them or whatever, and they would have been able to clear that. And, and there's a good right. reason why they haven't been charged with anything to date. Do you know what I'm saying? If the police yeah. did their job and they looked into the, the stories and there's still no charges, then to me, that should be enough for the public to say, okay, well, maybe we're wrong here. Maybe we should just right. shut up and, and wait for the trial. Newspaper article um, that said, you know, the parents have been 100% um, cooperative. Uh, they just keep going with it, you know? Yeah. Like that, that's not enough for them. Like, they, I don't know. Some people, it never will be. Even after the trial, there will still be people saying that the police got it wrong or the parents should be charged or whatever, you know? And, right. Like I said, if there's no evidence, that the police have showing that Kalia was taken over to Michael's room for whatever reason, babysitting or whatever, then there, there really would be no charges for the parents to be accountable for it. So right. to but, me, I mean, wouldn't you think that if he's say, okay, I don't know. I think about it all the time, but, but if he didn't do anything to cover it up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. He just, it's not like he didn't want it to be found. Mm -hmm. Like, he wanted it all out there. His, his, I think his ID was even in the shorts pocket. Yeah, um, I, I saw that too. Yeah, that's. Yeah, so like he he didn't prison. have no no problem. He problems. I don't think. I don't even know why he ran and hid. It doesn't make sense because you left it all out there. You 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 know it, there was no. It's not like they had to try hard to find out who did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like. So I don't, I don't know. And, you know, it kind of makes Breach actually, she just brought up a really good point that possibly um, he is more, he's more comfortable in prison and he needed to, he wanted to go back to prison. He's a part of the Aryan right. Brotherhood. He's part of the Aryan Brotherhood and um, maybe he didn't know how to live on his own. So he right. had to do the oh, worst I of heard, the worst. I heard in prison, he's one of the coolest guys in the place. He has no idea of the amount of people's lives he's, you know, put a, a but he wouldn't care. I no. mean, so why even think about it? You know what I mean? But I mean, I have, I have, I can't imagine what Chelsea and Cody, have, you know, go through. I know Cody, I mean, just everything just fucks him up. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, uh, I mean, you can see it and it's sad and, and same with Chelsea, but Cody's like, I will never make a promise to anyone again. He said, I promised her that day I'd always be there for her. Like, oh, you know, it's just, it's just so fucked. And with me, it puts a strain on all my relationships. I have kids and, um, 
I just had a, a grandbaby, my first grandbaby, a little girl, and and mm. being around little girls is very hard for me. Yeah, and um, it's like I had these these um, fucked up issues with not getting close to her because I'm yeah. just scared to now, and you know just fears I've never had, and yeah. and and some days I'm just like fuck it, I don't care about anything, you know. Yeah, I had strains in my job and just every part of my life, every every relationship I have, and. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would think it would be hard for you or Chelsea or anybody else to trust people anymore, and you're not oh, yeah. friendly and outgoing maybe the way you used to be. You're not going to right. hang out with a stranger that could be a really good person. But I mean, this man right. has ruined that for all of you. Oh, yeah, all of it. And people, I mean, my friends, they're like, "Summer, this has really changed." Like, changed, and I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Like, I feel it. I see it. It's not anything that's. Um, I mean, I'm just not." I don't know if I'll ever be okay. I know I'll never get it out of my head, you know. I I know I'll never not see it when I close my eyes. That's it. I can't can't imagine. Um, Is there anything else that you wanted to ask me? Anything um, that she wants to add? And we had had stopped where, like, I I would do want to let everyone know because people have it so messed up. Like, they say, well, Cody went running down the halls banging on the doors asking where's my child well we weren't looking for her we had already found her we we never went looking for the baby that's i mean you know what i mean that yeah. when we when i first started looking i went looking for the guy right he was in his room. right we didn't see the stuff in the in the bedroom we didn't see none of the, the evidence or anything you know what i mean it thank god it wasn't that door we knocked on yeah and um then it's like um you know cody after he got Kui out of the pool and after he gave her, you know, his, what he could as a, um, the best he could do at that moment, CPR, you know, mm-hmm. um, which they kind of thought she was alive still because I guess he, she gurgled or something when he started. I'm not sure. So they really didn't know, you know what I mean? So yeah. after everything, after the, after all the, you know, the questioning and after we all went to the police station and I mean, but I knew, I mean, because I looked at her so long, but like, they, he went, he, he never went looking for, I mean, that one, after, after, when he started banging on the doors is after he had to be out of the pool and he just lost it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just lost it. He didn't want to believe that was his kid is how I, I feel like oh. the reason he started doing it. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what made him start banging on all the doors. Like, where's uh. my daughter? Where's my daughter? He had already, we'd already found her. I mean, but we weren't looking for her. We thought she was asleep. Oh my God. So. That is so heartbreaking to see, yeah. to hear that, that side of it is not something right. that I've ever heard or quite honestly thought before. The only thing that I thought maybe he was banging on the door, looking for, looking for Kalia shouting at somebody else in the hallway. You know, I didn't think he was banging on yeah. his own door looking for his daughter. You know, he would have just opened the door, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah, I he mean, banging on all doors. I mean, like you know, it was just you could hear him screaming through the whole motel. Yeah, and and that's, you know when the nine one one call was going on, that was Chelsea. Yeah, which is absolutely heartbreaking. Like the one of the and, worst things and, I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, and so like we can, you can tell in that call, it is one hundred percent authentic. They did not. They yeah. no matter what led up to it, they did not expect their little girl to be. Right. You know, that is so Absolutely. terrible. 
Is there anything else that you can think of? And just know that like the phones always go both ways. You can call whenever if there's something that we missed or whatever. Yeah, um, no, I just, I mean, it's just, I don't know why. And I mean, half the people I know probably will never even know, like, you know, listen, maybe I'm not saying they wouldn't, but I'm just saying they probably don't know about your podcast yet or, yeah. you know what I mean? And they'll probably never even hear this, but it was important to me just like to, but I don't know, just to talk about it. Like, I don't know. Right. Well, you know what? And I'm not even thinking, right? Because, you know, a lot of people around here have just, um, you know, want to hear everything about it. Yeah, I'm sure it's not just me. You know, there. I'm sure a lot of people are um, just want. You know, so Absolutely. they probably have listened to it because really, I I just searched um, her name. You know what I mean, and that's mm-hmm. how I found it. And yeah, so, and we have so a few. We do have a few regular listeners from Oklahoma, so I mean, you never know. You never right. know. So and, I mean, I know, I know that it was worldwide news. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, and I and I haven't talked to no one, and actually, no one has to talk to me or you know what I mean or anything yeah. and that's fine I'm okay with that I'm not looking forward to court like I don't even know how that's going to play out I don't yeah I don't know if because I'm labeled as you know the prostitute or however people and which is fine if the whole world wants to think I'm a prostitute that's fine but it's better than I mean what they want to put on me too you know what I'm saying like yeah but, but I, I mean it's going to be going on and you know just sick shit it's going to be your opportunity to stand up, get up on the stand and say, I'm not a prostitute. And this is exactly what happened. This is the timeline. And you're going to be able to corroborate Cody and Chelsea's story. Do you know what I mean? And it's all going to help to go towards putting this monster where he belongs. Like, this is another thing. This is how bad that I think he is actually in that, in that Chelsea feels. And this is, I mean, I can't imagine that it's, it's just something way horrible. It's like they had been up in his room for just like, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, something like that. And he excused himself and said that he had oh. to go um, down the hall and take care of something. Like and going. I guess they had already talked about him um, coming or them coming to get a, a girl or however, you know. And he had to and, go um, service himself or whatever. Right. And yeah. I think at that time, this is how Chelsea feels because the timeline is so, it's so fucked up because like I told you, um, in the beginning, they he didn't they didn't get to my house till eleven fifty four. Okay, it's probably a fifteen minute drive from the motel to where I lived at the time. So they let him out of the motel covered in blood at eleven forty seven. Jesus. So he 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 went and got her and did everything he did in what like three minutes? Yeah, five six minutes. Wow. That makes no sense. No. So Chelsea says, like, when he excused himself, that's when he, he, I mean, he knew no one was down there with the, I mean, oh. maybe they said, oh, they're asleep or, you know, I don't know. And she feels like that's when he went in. So they had her, he had her in the room next to him because when they knocked on the door, he was like out of the shower or like he'd been masked, you know. Yeah. And if you read Dr. David, then you read that part. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. They feel like they, he already had her. He already had her. Um, and another part too was grandma got home from work just right around the same time that, um, that they were, they were leaving. So, I mean, it's just an unfortunate chain of events that like nothing lined up to 
to help they them. They did, in a way, yeah. You know, everything was kind of against them. All the all the things that lined up were perfect for Michael, and that's horrifying. Right. That's terrible. And and everybody knows, like, why would they have that baby in a motel? No, more importantly, why would you have him in a motel? That's right. Motels are for families, you know, like, and, and I mean, they want to put them down even on stuff like that. It's like, yeah. they just, I mean, they just beat themselves up all the time and just wonder, you know. Which I totally get. But. And even just knowing that Cody was staying with his parents at that hotel and Chelsea and Kalia would come down to visit them answered a number yeah. of questions for me, right? It makes total sense. And right. I, I personally don't really understand why that's not more talked about um, right. on these platforms. And you know, Cody and Chelsea had, had even, they, they was even like, just, and that's why they never really had her when they came around because they were trying to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They had just got back together themselves. Right. You know, so they were trying to find time to do whatever you do. You know what yeah. I mean? Or, or you, you know, just spend some one-on-one time, too, together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why yeah. not? The kid, the, the grandparents love the kids so much they can't stand it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's all, it all makes perfect sense to me, every bit of it. It's just yeah. it's, nobody around here can fathom it, I guess. I don't know. But And like I said, I think even after the trial, you're still going to have those people, but... Um, at the end of the day, your, your story hasn't changed. Their story hasn't changed. And, and the big bold on it all is that they haven't been charged with anything. And so I think people just need to let it go. And it's really sad, but it's true. But like, I, like I said to a lot of people in two or three weeks, y'all won't even be talking about this or worried what the outcome is. Yeah. Like y'all just really don't care. You know what I mean? You're just. But yet you want to sit here and say whatever. But in all honesty, y'all ain't even going to do no follow-up on it. Yeah. You know, you're going to see whatever comes out in the news, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But it's not like it's a, it's of importance to you guys, you know. So why are you, you know, yeah. chiming in on it? Like, yeah. But anyway, really, thank you. Okay. So give us a call if you ever need anything or send us a message, whatever you need to do. Okay. All right. And, thank uh, you. Give Chelsea and Cody right. my best. Okay. I will. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Have a good night. You uh-huh. too. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. So, I mean, the the personal perspective of someone who was actually there and witnessed the aftermath of this um, was, I don't want to say it was disturbing for me. I can't imagine what they're living with in their own minds right now. But it was uh, kind of jarring for me to talk to somebody who'd been a part of that kind of trauma. You found a two-year-old in a pool. Yeah. You know, and like, what she must have saw with the shorts around her neck and just her- horrific. And I can't, I cannot imagine or state strongly enough how much my heart goes out to them. Um, the main things that I want to say about her, she, to me, came across as... Um, Genuine. Genuine and believable, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, reputable. Yeah. Repu- reputable. Yeah. Um, it was very important for her, which will come out at trial, that uh, everybody knows that she's not a prostitute. That was not um, anything that she was up for. But, um, and quite honestly, I think we both found her accent delightful. <laughs> very. I mean, yeah. I mean, for people in Canada who are like, yeah plain boring yeah <laughs> we're not we're not about that cool stuff but, i was like do you hear the slight twinge of yeah. the accent cool yeah so 
all in all, I think it was a good experience. Like I mm-hmm. said, it helped put a personal perspective on these cases that we cover. Some of the main takeaways from that call, though, um, honestly, podcasts and true crime, we know um, it's very rare to get all of the information um, from an investigation until after the trial, especially with these ongoing cases. Obviously, law enforcement keep a lot of information out of the public. Um, We'd like to just specify again that this woman has never been told by the DA not to talk publicly about what she knows. She knows she's going to be testifying, but basically everything that she said should be common knowledge. And I think it would help to clear the air. Mm-hmm. You know, if if enough people hear this podcast, um, some of the misconceptions I think will be cleared up or, or some of the speculations could, could kind of level out a little bit. Well, it's just like a horrible game of telephone, you know, the first news outlet might like report it and then add just slightly, slightly something a little wrong or tweaked. And then it just goes down the telephone line and, Eventually, you just have muddy, muddy water. Yeah. Um, one of the big things for me was to find out that Michael Geiger's daughter um, worked, worked at that hotel, picked him up that same him. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just found him and picked him up that same day and set him up like less that's, than 12 hours. You know what? That's sad girl. for her too, though. Mm-hmm. Like imagine like finally being like, I found my dad and just jumping on it so quickly because she's like, oh my God, okay, yeah. I got to help him. I get to have a relationship with my dad. And then he does that? Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. Jesus. And then finding out that other hotel workers were in uh, Geiger's room partying with him, got him a stripper and all this other stuff. and, And then that they let him out of the hotel covered in blood later that night. Like, what did they actually see? You know what I mean? Like, I'd love I know, to interview somebody who worked yeah. at the hotel at that time. Yeah, for sure. That would be something. Um, also, huge, huge for me was the living arrangement. So we found out through Messenger, and I think we kind of hit on it in the call, that Chelsea and Kalia actually lived in Texas. And they would only come down once every couple of weeks or so and spend the weekend with um, Cody who was living with his parents at this hotel. Um, so it wasn't that they were living there. They were just there to visit. That was huge for me to figure that out. Um, I think we all knew that both Chelsea and uh, Cody had felony charges on their previous records. So it didn't surprise me that um, they were evicted due to Cody having a felony, and that's what led them to be in a hotel. It was probably a short-term thing, but um, that was huge for me to find out that, no, Chelsea and Kalia weren't living at the hotel. They were there visiting Kalia's dad and uh, uh, Kalia's grandparents. Another one was um, this perspective of, so if my if this podcast is the only one that you've listened to, we didn't spend a whole lot of time going over this piece of information, but other content creators made kind of a huge deal of it, and there's a lot of um, speculation around it, is that after they had found, or after they had gone back and found Michael not in his room, why was Cody going around banging on hotel room doors looking for his daughter um, when he was supposedly looking for Michael? 
that did raise some speculations even with me. I was like, well, why would he be doing that? That didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But her perspective is that Cody had already pulled Kalia out of the pool, taken the shorts off of her neck, and started doing CPR before it seemed like she said he snapped and he just wouldn't believe that that was his daughter. And he went looking for her. He went looking for his real daughter because there's no way this little girl could be his daughter. Like almost like he disassociated. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I can't say exactly I've never like been in that situation, but mm-hmm. I mean, that to me clears up some really really muddy water that was in my mind like why would he do that well, and maybe it doesn't even clear it up fully but it opens the doors to think about the other possibilities of what can happen mentally after discovering such a such a horrific traumatizing thing the body the mind can do crazy things and we can forget that sometimes because we're just looking for you know, the explanation that makes the most sense yeah. to our brains. Yeah. But sometimes explanations don't make sense to the brain because the brain breaks. That's you right. know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Especially something like that. Like, yeah. Right. Um, next one. And I mean, it's huge. And, and the caller even admits, like, we have no idea how he actually got Kalia. We got a little bit of insight into how Cody and Chelsea think that he may have got her, like maybe even before they left to go get her. Because um, even in the affidavit, it says that uh, they banged on that door and he come to the door and he was naked um, as if he was just masturbating masturbating, or just got out of the shower or something and wouldn't let them in the room. Yeah. Um, so that that's an important piece of information. And... Um, Important to note that there was no money exchanged. Um, mm-hmm. The the idea was, if you missed it in the call, was that Cody and Chelsea were going to get $5,000 to provide Michael with somebody for that night. And Cody had offered um, this woman $1,000 to help them find somebody. Um, but no money was ever exchanged. And, I mean, like, the other possibility to that is that there was money exchanged and these people are so quick to flip over money and hide it or something, which is so like not believable. Mm -hmm. But that's the point that we're making. It's like, it's either this or that, which one seriously sounds more reasonable. Mm -hmm. Obviously if they had that much cash, the police would have seen some of it. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like, there's a level of indifference on this monster's um, behalf because he used his own shorts. Um, it was his hotel room with all the evidence in it. He had his ID, um, some money, and his room keys in the shorts that were used to murder this little girl. So he wasn't trying to hide it, but like... right. My thing is, I think that he was accustomed to living in prison. He probably didn't want to do the whole, like, work at the hotel and get to know his daughter thing. And he probably didn't mind going back to prison. But the part that gets a little bit muddy and confusing for me is, why isn't he just admitting it then? Yeah. Does he have other um, plans? Does he want maybe the death penalty? Like, I don't know. But he still hasn't made a plea to... You know, well, I mean, I I don't know. 
it's hard to say, but at the end of the day, um, the only thing he did to conceal his crime was to run away afterwards and hide out nearby on the top of a building. Another thing that really hit the collar was when reports came out that Kalia was thrown from the, the second balcony into the pool. The, the reason why that bothered her so much was because, like, how would anybody know that unless there was a witness? So did one of the hotel workers, it was reported that one of the hotel workers saw a Geiger running away with something that looked like a baby doll. So did they see him toss the baby doll into the pool from the second story? Like, she's really struggling with how somebody would know that if there's not an eyewitness. The only other thing that I can think of is sometimes investigators have to narrow it down. So if they're if they're interviewing all these workers and, and stuff and they're saying, no, I didn't see that and I didn't see anything and I didn't hear anything, the only other way that they could make it make sense is, okay, well, he could have tossed the body over the ledge. Yeah. And gone unnoticed mm -hmm. so again there are no cameras or. in this hotel which is mind-blowing even for two years ago like what yeah um so i'll point out the obvious right now there's more speculation out there that uh people were wondering if there even was a woman that they left to go pick up like was did they just sell their daughter to this monster and then go waste time there yeah. is in fact a woman that they left to go pick up and mm -hmm. that's who you just listened to. So I think it really just comes down to us like trying to figure out how Kalia got into his, I don't want to say care, but care. How did he get Kalia? So it's like, and we discussed that a bit. We went through kind of what we think are the only options. Mm -hmm. You know, could she reach the door? Did she go looking for her mom? Mm -hmm. And then he, you Found know, her seen her in the hallway yeah. and took that opportunity mm -hmm. um we don't personally think that he could have snuck into the room without the dogs barking i'd say well that's my opinion anyway I, I mean i agree but she makes a good point maybe he knew that they had dogs and he brought a treat and maybe grandpa did hear the dogs bark but just rolled over told him to shut up and rolled over like but then why wouldn't he have closed the door on his way out yeah but i agree to a certain extent but like they're barking at their own owner coming home, but they won't bark at an intruder. I guess. Because he has a treat. I personally don't think that that is a thing, but I don't know. I read, though, that the dog barked when the grandma went to wake grandpa up, not when she walked into the room. So, I mean, I don't know. We don't know. Curtains. <laughs> Keep it moving. Windshield. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so anyways, thank you so much for Summer for reaching out to us and anybody else that listens to any of our coverage on any case. If we get something wrong and you want to you wanna clarify it for us or reach out, we are all ears. And if, if uh, anybody in this case wants to talk to us, we are all ears. As long as um, they're being respectful, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, I said it a hundred times in the call. I don't know if we're going to edit it out, but the last thing my intention is is to offend or step on anybody's toes no and i think that it, like when you step into this world of true crime it's all about having an open mind and playing the devil's advocate and seeing things from all sides and every possibility even if it sounds whack mm -hmm. 
And as it is now, I am reserving my judgment for the parents until after the trial. Yeah. Um, Geiger right now is, well, definitely is the only monster. Mm-hmm. Um, people make mistakes every day. And I will say that talking to Summer definitely opened that part of my mind where now I'm like, okay, you know what? There's so many freaking unknowns. I'm waiting for the trial. I'm yeah. waiting for the end of this and all the statements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm done theorizing. For the most part, anyway. <laughs> Perfect. And so this one um, deserves a bookmark. Obviously, we've got trial in May of 2024. Of course, if anything else comes up, we will bring it to you here on True Crime Story Podcast. Mm-hmm. Honestly, thank you guys for uh, tuning in to our volume two premiere. Yes. And we're thank so you for sticking back. with us. Yeah. Stick with us. Keep sticking with us. You were worried that our um like downloads like people were gonna forget about us kind of thing it's we're not that still bad. doing great yeah it's not that bad it's not as bad as i thought it was gonna be i was really stressed out but and like thank you to people who keep sharing the podcast and you know mm-hmm. word of mouth we appreciate it so much even if you don't always agree with what we're saying like we're fine with that mm-hmm. let's talk about it absolutely <laughs> we don't get nearly enough feedback on facebook for so for me to believe that we're we're pissing anybody off or getting anything wrong. So <laughs> I mean, there's got to be times, but yeah, there has to be. But I mean, if they cared enough, they'd be commenting and, and starting a discussion. So I'm just saying we're all ears. We're into it. We're into it. We're down. Okay. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. If you don't mind giving us a five star rating, it will help our show grow. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube at True Crime Story Podcast where the discussion can continue. If you wish to contact us, you may do so via email at truecrimestorypod at gmail.com. I'm Bree. And I'm Char. And we'll see you on the next chapter. Bye! Bye.